I think there's great value in allowing yourself a momentary surge of enthusiasm. You have a good defensive stand, you make an outstanding save, you get the ball out, the ball's cleared. Odds are your teammates on the sideline are going to be looking at you and saying, awesome job, dude, you know, and, and, and you get to, you know, tamp the butt of your stick on the ground or throw your hands up and, and yeah. take a little bit of that. Yeah. Okay, allow yourself to feel that enthusiasm. Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon, and this is the show 100% dedicated to the lacrosse goalie. And on this show, I like to interview the best goalies, or in this particular case, the special experts that can help us be better in the cage. My guest on the show this week is Dr. Nathaniel Zinzer, Doc Z. is an expert in the psychology of human performance. He works with uh, the Army lacrosse team and the United States Military Academy. He's the director of performance psychology program. He's a published author on sports psychology, a professional speaker, a mental performance coach, and he worked with um, Army Lacrosse and Knox Dent is where I first came across Doc Z. Knox talked about how he used uh, the guidance of Doc Z quite a bit in his season to overcome those mental hurdles that us lacrosse goalies face. That's what we talk about in this particular program. I ask him a ton of questions around how lacrosse goalies can level up your mental game. That's what we're going to be talking about, and I know you're going to enjoy this episode with Dr. Nate Zinzer. Before we get started with this episode, a quick word from our sponsor, and it is the Goalie Summit 11. The Goalie Summit is back. If you've never been to one of these events, you are in for a treat. It is four days of awesome training sessions from the best lacrosse goalie coaches in our sport. It's all free. It's all virtual. You're going to learn a ton. You're going to have a ton of fun. We've got sponsors sponsoring the event who are giving us tons of lacrosse goalie gear to give away. Get your free ticket at GoalieSummit.com. It's December 11th through the 14th. 16 of the best coaches, awesome pro goalies, Drake Porter, Matt DeLuca uh, on the women's side. we got Molly Dockerty, ex-athletes unlimited goalie Katie Glynn just uh, got third place in athletes unlimited amazing mental game sessions amazing uh, physical training sessions we're covering so much it's going to be awesome goalie summit 11 get your ticket at goaliesummit.com it's free to attend live there is the vip pass available if you want to get lifetime access to all the replays you'll get that info uh, after you sign up at GoalieSummit.com. We get started December 11th, and I hope to see you there. Pleasure to welcome to the show Dr. Nathaniel Zinzer, Doc Z. Doc, how are we doing today? Uh, Coach Damon, boy, this is great to be on with you, man. I'm looking forward to this. 
as am I, as am I. It's always a pleasure when we can talk, you know, lacrosse goalie for me, but more importantly, the mental game. So many uh, lacrosse goalies struggle with the mental game and I get a lot of questions and me not as a sports psychologist. It's one of those areas where I'm like, I gotta, I gotta level up my game in that area. And that's why I'm so excited to talk uh, to someone like yourself who not only is an expert in sports psychology, but you're a lacrosse guy. You're a lax rat yourself. Uh, talk to us hey, a little bit yeah. about your lacrosse experience and sports psych experience. Yeah, well, I tell you, the reason why I got into sports psychology as a profession was because I was a competitor. Okay, I I, <clears throat> I was, you know, I was a state prep school wrestling champion in New Jersey. I was a three-year starter on our lacrosse team um, at the Pingree School uh, in New Jersey. I mean, this is going back a long time. Um, I remember wooden sticks. Um, I remember getting checked with a lot of wooden sticks. Um, So the reason why I became fascinated with the role of the mind in human performance was because I was a performer and I wanted to get really good. And I noticed that the best performers weren't necessarily the hardest workers, weren't necessarily the most physically talented individuals. You know, I'm not, I'm certainly not downplaying talent. And boy, I am certainly not downplaying work ethic because you've got to have all of that. But there's something else in addition to that. Uh, There's something else that gets you that last, you know, 15 10 to 15 percent of your potential to be expressed, you know, Mm -hmm. and that is your state of mind. That is your ability to be in the right state of mind during practice and especially during games and especially, especially, especially for a goalie when a goal is scored on you. Yeah. So I I was really fortunate. I did a doctoral degree at the University of Virginia where they play some decent lacrosse once in a go. while. Yeah, right. Um, no hoose. And and so, you know, and and I I was actually in my training able to do some mentoring and do some learning from some very fine division 1 lacrosse players back in the day. And for the last 30 years, I have been part of the Army West Point lacrosse family and I have mentored dozens of Patriot League, All-League players, and All-Americans who have played uh, for the Black Knights at Army. A great honor. Yeah, well, I'm awesome. That is amazing. I'm incredibly grateful and honored to have you on the show. <laughs> it's amazing we get to pick your brain about, you know, what you, t- what you said for lacrosse goalies is such an important element of what we do, and it's the mental game. Um, and you've, you know, you've, you've written a book pretty much all about this topic, but I want to pick your brain about confidence. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that myself, you know, you can arm myself and the lacrosse goalies out there listening to this uh, with some tools that we can take away and, and sort of, you know, in, incorporate into our own game to become better. But when we think about, you know, a goalie building confidence, big question, big question, right? How does a goalie go about building confidence what comes to mind for you well first and foremost let's define confidence in a functional sort of performance related way okay okay my my working definition of confidence is this it's a sense of certainty about your abilities 
that allows you to execute said abilities pretty much unconsciously. A sense of certainty that you can do something or that you know something well enough that you don't have to think about it, talk yourself through it while you're doing it. Yeah. Okay? Okay. You think about the way you are, you know, lacing up a pair of shoes, which is a complicated motor skill, lots of joints, lots of nerves, lots of muscles. But you do that relatively unconsciously. You don't think about how much tension is at each uh, eyelet necessarily and how much extra lace you have. It's something that you've practiced to the point where I got it. I know it. I don't have to think about it. I'm certain. And it's that level of certainty that's really, really helpful when you step into the crease. I know how to move. I know how to track the ball. I know how to direct this defense. I know this stuff. I can be certain. Let's go see how good I can be at it. Rather than stepping into the crease and saying, okay, this is a big game. I got to watch out for number eight or number 22, or this guy loves to, you know, dodge this way. And I really got to make sure that I'm talking to this D MIDI, make sure he slides when we're in this package. And and instead of being all caught up in the technical and tactical stuff, you just have to have a sense of certainty about that so that you can be automatic and be maximally effective when the ball's in the air. Yeah. And when you think about that sense of certainty, building that sense of certainty, yeah. is it about reps? Is it about reps? Is it about me tying my shoe a thousand times so that on the 1,000th and one time I know that it's there for lacrosse goalie? Is it about seeing a thousand shots or is there something well, more to it, it? it? It's about seeing enough shots and then most importantly, drawing a conclusion from the shots you have faced. It's not necessarily what you have done. It's the conclusion that you draw from it. I have seen enough. Now I know. Now I can be more unconscious, more relaxed, more instinctive. There, you know, there are plenty of goalies who have seen a, a bazillion shots. But because of the, of the conclusions they've drawn, they may only be emphasizing in their memory the ones that they didn't get. Or the ones that seem to always um, baffle them, you know, come in low off stick side or, you know, high corners that they, they may be differentially focusing on obsessing on just a few misses and mistakes, as opposed to giving themselves credit for all the ones they did say, mm-hmm. you know, really saying, okay, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. I think, Coach, it's really a matter of getting goalies to look for evidence about how good they are. Look for evidence. Look for, you know, remember the saves you made. Remember the good movement you had. Remember the good outlet you had. You Maybe you had four or five really good outlets in a game, but there was one stinker. What are you going to remember? A lot of guys say, oh, I remember that stinker. That all stands out in my memory. I'm saying, dude, you're undermining your confidence when you do that. Your, con- your confidence, that certainty we're talking about, is basically the total of all your memories about your play and all the things that you say to yourself about your play. So you want to be really careful about how you think. And this is the, this is the message that I'm constantly given um, to goalies in particular, lacrosse players in general, and there's a lot of competitors in a lot of other sports. You've got to be very careful about how you think about yourself. 
-hmm. You want to make sure that you are retaining and feeling good about the episodes in your game and the episodes in your practice where you have shown good effort, succeeded. Those are the things that you want to hang on to. Don't worry. You got coaches. They'll remind you, you know, about a footwork mistake here. They'll sit with you and they'll break down the film and say, look at the way you're playing this guy coming around GLE. Are you right on the pipe? Are you moving right? You know, you you don't have to worry necessarily about being your own harshest critic. That's what coaches are for. You got to be your own best and most honest friend. You know, your friends are going to congratulate you when you do it right. Your best friend is also going to say, hey, man, I think you kind of messed up, but don't worry about it. I know you're going to do fine. You got to be that way about yourself. Yeah. 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 I've covered a heck of a lot of ground there, coach. I love it. I love it. This is good. I'm taking notes over here. Um, okay. So be, yeah, look for examples of when you have done it right. So if I'm a new goalie, right. And I don't have a lot of confidence, you know, I've got to look for those examples of when I did do mm -hmm. it right. Um, a lot of times to me anyways, especially when you're first getting started, confidence can be like a little house of cards. Like, like I'm building it up, I'm building it up, building it up. And then bam, I let in an easy goal. And then bam, I let in an easy goal. And now all of a sudden, like, you know, I'm not thinking about, I'm not confident. I'm not thinking about like those yeah. positive things. What am I thinking about? I'm thinking about, man, I just let down my team, man. I should have had that one. What do right. you say to a goalie? Like after I've, I've given up a goal and I just start to get into my own head. Um, I tell them that getting into your own head is a choice that you are making. There is no, nobody's holding a gun to your head saying you must start thinking negatively and start worrying. That is a choice that you are making. Unfortunately, for a lot of players in a lot of sports, we kind of grow up believing that we're supposed to be critical negative to ourselves when we do make a mistake and i think that's a dangerous belief okay i mean let's we got we all have to acknowledge a couple things about being a human on this planet thing number one you're imperfect you are going to mess up it's not a matter of Oh, I can't mess up. I've got to be perfect. It's a matter of, okay, I'm going to play really well between any mistake I might make. And I am not going to allow myself to start going down a self-critical rabbit hole. What's the matter with me? Why did I make that mistake? I shouldn't have done that. My team is dependent on me. God, is, is coach going to yank me after, you know, if, if I let in another one? you got to be self-aware as a goalie enough to recognize, hey, look at the way I'm thinking. This isn't helping. i got to stop that. And then I've got to go back to my memory bank of good plays and say, yeah, that's the guy I am. That's the goalie I really am. Let's see how well I can do it now. It's a matter of being aware and a matter of being willing to stop a negative train of thought. You, we all have the ability to do that. For a lot of goalies, they're just out of practice. They haven't done that enough to the point where they can do it in the biggest game of the year, in the biggest moment of the biggest game 
of the year. Yeah. I love it. One of the yeah, things so, I talk about, go ahead. Um, this becomes particularly important for, for lacrosse goalies because come on, fellas, the game is stacked to make you look bad. Right. The goal is big. The shooters can come right on top of you. And even if they shoot and miss it and it goes out of bounds, but somebody happens to be close to it, they get to retain possession and do it again. There, there's, I don't, there is no sport that victimizes goalies to the extent that lacrosse, the rules of lacrosse victimize goalies. A soccer goalie doesn't face the same thing. A hockey goalie doesn't face the same thing. Lacrosse goalies have the cards and the deck stacked against them, which means they're going to let in a few. And the idea is that I have to be perfect and, and pitch a shutout or else I'm not good. That is a belief that will lead you to tension and hesitation. That is not a good belief for a, a goal. Right. I, 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 I mentioned a statistic in my book talking about this. Um, A goalie on our women's team at West Point, you know, I think the second best goals against average in the country, seven point something, okay? Which means seven times in the game, she's got to reach back, pull the ball out of the goal, hand it to the ref. Meanwhile, the opposition who just scored the goal, they're jumping up and down, whooping and hollering and congratulating themselves. Right. Seven times every game. You know, when you think about it, that's once every minute of play. And that's the that's the best goalie in the game. So come on, fellas. Don't think that you got to be perfect. You just got to screw your head on right. Play as well as you can. Each minute, each possession. And if a ball does get by you, you got to think, okay, it was just that one. It doesn't mean anything. Let's get ready for the next one. You treat it as a temporary thing, not as a permanent statement about how good you are today. Yeah, that's that's the mentality that a goalie needs to have. Sorry, I keep rambling, Coach, but no, I love, I love talking it. about this stuff. Of course, I love talking about it too. It's great stuff. So, okay, so first, it starts with that mentality um, that we're going to exercise that that we're going to essentially develop and and harness and build before we get into that into that moment. Right. Um, have you, uh, I've heard that, you know, we should not critique our own play, you know, as we're in the game and that that's kind of the recipe for getting into your own head, right? Like we talk yeah. about as a goalie, I want to stay present. I want to stay like in, in the flow of the game and, and enjoying the game and talking about the game and, and not getting in my own head that way. Have you, have you heard that sort of idea of not critiquing your own play during the game? but staying present and enjoying the game. 100%. Okay. 100%. The time to critique your game is on Sunday if you played a Saturday game. Yeah. Or on or on Saturday if you played a Friday game. Okay? After the game, recover your energy, take a look at the film or talk with your coach or review it in your own mind and then make sure that as you review it, you're kind of separating out. Okay, here are my good plays. Here are my good moments. 
are my not-so-good moments? How am I going to spend my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? What am I going to be working on? What am I going to be reinforcing so that I continue to do the things that I did well in my last game and so that I make a couple adjustments, a couple corrections on, on the mistakes that I happen to make? So it's really a matter of play the game, review the game the next day, build yourself up throughout the week before your next game, and then enter your game with this sense of excitement and being present and this, let's see how good I can be throughout this game. Let's see how good I can be throughout this quarter as soon as the ball crosses the midfield line and here he comes and I'm setting myself up. All right, let's see how great I can be now. And I just open my eyes and I react. Yeah. And there is this weird level of like juxtaposition where, you know, lacrosse goalie, when you go into the game or any athlete for that matter, but we're talking about lacrosse goalies, right? You go into the game like I'm, I'm the best. I'm the greatest. I'm, I'm, you know, I, nothing can get by me. It's kind of the attitude, the mentality that I have. Right. And then after the game is the time where I get brutally honest with myself. And I say, I actually struggle quite a bit on this type of play. Is mm-hmm. that, is that, is that how you think about like confidence? Yeah. I mean, you have to be brutally honest in looking at your play. But that brutal honesty, for unfortunately for most guys, means I got to be a really, really harsh critic of myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying brutal honesty includes being that harsh critic. It also means being your own best and most supportive friend. It also means looking at everything you did right, as well as the moments where you were out of position or you didn't find the ball or, you know, you... You know, you missed a particular cue, so you didn't get the defense organized, so the slide didn't happen, and a guy got on the doorstep, you know, and scored. You you, got to look at that stuff, but you also have to look at, I made this save here, I made that save there. I organized the defense well. We cleared the ball this way. I came out of the crease and really toasted, you know, some guy who was trying to ride me, and I initiated a fast break good for me you got to do both of those things both of those things are what brutal honesty is about Mm -hmm. love it what do you say to a goalie let's say i come into your office and i say doc i'm i i know i i know i'm good i'm a good goalie like i've seen it i I've, i've had five straight practices in a row where i'm just i can't see the ball i'm playing horrible i'm in a slump what how do you help me get out of that well first of all i have to put the slump in its proper perspective okay it could be these past five days okay but these are five days out of 20 50 100 let's not let's not read too much into those days and let's not assume that these five days tell the full story about you as a goalie, right? Everything about a slump is establishing the right perspective. Okay, it's a temporary thing, it's a limited thing, and it's not the full story about Chuck. So we got to start with that. Let's get some perspective on this. 
And now let's go back to how do you want to feel in the crease? How do you help yourself feel that way? What are the things that get in the way of you feeling the way you want to feel in the, in the crease? And let's just see if we can minimize those things that get in the way so that you can be the guy you want to be when you want to be that guy. It's very stepwise and very logical yeah. from that point of view. You know, a lot yeah. of guys, for, a lot of guys forget, you know, that they, they sort of lose connection to those wonderful moments that they've had where they do see the ball really well, where they do seem to step decisively, where their outlet passes all just drop like right. rainbows, right. you know, into a breaking midi stick so that the fast break happens, you know. Um, we gotta keep we gotta keep some contact with that stuff. So any goalie who's slumping, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna first establish perspective. This slump does not tell the whole story about you. Mm -hmm. This slump is unfortunate, but it's a temporary thing. Now let's go back to the whole experience of playing great. What's that like for you? How do you help yourself do that? How do you get in your own way to do that? And every and every goalie, every guy's going to be a little different on that. Right. But it's following that same basic line of questioning that helps them get out of it. I love that. Thank you for being so clear and logical on that. I feel like that gives me the tools to then... Well, you gotta you, you gotta be simple about this stuff, yeah, coach. Right. If it's complicated, nobody's gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, and one of the things that I recommend that goalies do, I like to make these things called save edits, where you just like look at all the best play. It's like a like a highlight montage, right? Mm -hmm. And I I recommend sure. goalies go back and watch your own save edit, right? Get back oh, in absolutely. That, that frame yeah. of mind, just get pumped and and feel good about being a goalie, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask you is the nature of lacrosse goalie. It's kind of like, you know, NFL quarterback, right? I know you worked with, with Eli Manning and, and a, lot, a lot of pro um, athletes, but in, in the sense that the spotlight's on you, spotlight's on you, right? If Eli makes a mistake, everyone knows about it. If the left guard on the Giants makes a mistake, eh, right? You're kind of, you know, you, they might not know about it. Um, how do you deal? How would you recommend, what do you say to a goalie? to get them used to that spotlight, to get them comfortable being in the spotlight? Mm. I always ask guys, what do you love? What do you, what do you love about the game of lacrosse? And what is, what is super cool about this position? What is super cool about the position you have chosen to play? In this case, goalie. What, what's cool about being a goalie? Oh, I get to be, the man i get to i get to make such a huge difference in the game you know I, I i really get to be this sort of centerpiece this pivot point you know so you got to be able to fall in love with the fact that you are indeed in the spotlight you know your your face-off guy on your team is in the spotlight okay your short stick d midi isn't so much in the spotlight Right. You know, but you as a goalie, man, you are there. You got to love being there. It's an opportunity. You, you got to take such great pride in the fact that you do get to 
be the pivot point, be the centerpiece. You stop the opposing offense and you initiate your own team's offense. You're the first player on offense. The minute you have the ball in your stick, your team's going on offense. And so any goal that gets scored, you actually had a hand in. Isn't that kind of cool? I mean, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if other players on the field can say that with the same degree of honesty. You know, you know, your attackman's going to be real happy, and he's going to be getting high fives and fist bumps. You know, when he scores. But is he going to have? Is he going to have any? Uh, is he going to actually take any credit? Can he actually be part of a defensive stand? You know. So it, it, it's very much being able to sort of amplify and love the fact that you're in the spotlight, you know? Right. Like it's a privilege, right? It's a privilege that we have that spotlight on us and we have that opportunity to shine. Mm-hmm. And of course, with that privilege comes that, that pressure, right? Like there comes, comes a little bit of responsibility, responsibility and the pressure, yeah. as you say, but, but the pressure is a privilege. Yeah. Not many guys get to do this. It's a privilege to be there in that crease, in that sacred circle. It's a privilege. Only special guys can do that. So you get to have tremendous pride in yourself. There you go. There you go. Um, What about, you know, for goalies out there that experience a lot of sort of call it pregame anxiety, pregame jitters, Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe Mm -hmm. it's even the night before, you know, championship Mm -hmm. game how do you uh how do we deal with that what are some tips we can share there well let's understand what those jitters really are okay um the human animal that's you me everybody listening everybody who plays the sport we are biologically wired to experience a sort of energetic surge before we do something that matters to us. That can be taking a, uh, a geometry exam that matter or stepping up to do a presentation in history class because it matters to your grade, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, certainly playing a game matters. It's personally important. We care about how well we do. And whenever we're about to do something that's important to us, our bodies naturally are going to go through an energetic shift. There's going to be an arousal process. Your brain is going to send messages to various organs and various glands saying, okay, something important is about to happen. Everybody check in. Everybody get ready. (coughs) Excuse me. So you're... Your adrenal glands are going to pump adrenaline into your bloodstream, and that's going to make your heart beat faster. And those same messages go out to your muscles, and they twitch a little bit in anticipation of this important thing happening. So when you do get the jitters, when you do get the butterflies, you got to be thinking, oh, this is my body turning on. This is my body energizing. This is my body elevating so that I can play well. Mm-hmm. And even if it feels a little uncomfortable, a little odd, you still have to tell yourself, oh, wow, I'm getting turned on. I'm getting jacked up. I'm getting adrenalized. This is going to help me. My heart is beating faster. 
so that blood gets to my muscles. My muscles are twitching so that they can react quickly. My pupils are dilating so I can see the field better. I am basically experiencing some naturally produced performance enhancing drugs that are going to help me play better. They're going to show up when I need them. They don't cost me anything. Yeah. And they don't show up on a drug test. They're all legal. Okay, this is great, man. Hey, thanks, body, for giving me this. Uh, so I'm really encouraging people to look forward to the jitters, to look forward to the butterflies as signals that their body is going through this performance-enhancing process. You know, even if that means you got to go to the stall and let go of lunch, you know? That's just your body getting rid of stuff it doesn't need at the moment. It's getting you ready to go. You know? I'll I'll tell everybody that you know in every NFL locker room there is a great big garbage can right in the middle of the floor. And before games, all of those guys are getting paid millions of dollars to play pro ball on TV. There's a whole bunch of them that are just puking up lunch. Mm-hmm. It's just part of the it's just part of the weekly ritual. And and guys actually look forward to that nervousness because it means that their body is ready. It means that they're serious about doing this and they know it's time to retire from the game when they don't get nervous at all anymore, when it's not important to them. Mm. So I ask people to respect their body's natural biological energizing process to expect it to happen to embrace it when it does happen. Say, thank you, body. Yeah, this is a gift. Let's go see. Let, let's see what we can do with this. Love it. Love it. Amazing. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> thank you so much for, again, it's such a clear answer, right? That is our body's way of preparing ourselves. And it is uncomfortable, right? And that's why a lot of goalies say, well, how do I deal with it? How do I give me some tips on how to deal with it? Because you're not used to that level of uncomfortableness. Well, the answer is like enjoy it because enjoy it enjoy yeah, it without because, that because it's gonna because it's gonna help you play yeah yeah I mean does it feel unusual sure it does okay yeah. come on stepping into the crease and having some guy run at you full speed and rot and fire a rock hard rubber ball at your face that's not a that that's not a normal thing to do yeah you know. Being a goalie is not a normal thing. Why would you expect your body to feel normal before a game? You're about to do something unusual and extraordinary. So your body is going to energize you in an unusual way that it doesn't do, you know, when you're brushing your teeth or filling your car up with gas or, you know, just doing a routine everyday kind of thing. Your body is going to give you something special. When you're about to do something special, just you, you just got to look at it that way. And when you do, you're comfortable being a little uncomfortable. Love and it. that's what playing the game is all about. Love it. I want to get your take on lacrosse goalies getting hit, getting hit with the ball. Oh, right. Yeah. So we're, we're very much um, underprotected, I think. I mean, I always encourage youth lacrosse goalies to get to get padded up, right. To, to, to wear yeah. the football pants, to wear the thigh protection, to wear the shin guards, to get the best gloves you can best, you know, 
to get padded up, but they're still going to get hit, right? And a lot of goalies um, start to fear that 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 pain. Um, mm. And you can't, you know, if Eli Manning is thinking about the pain, I've never been hit by a 250-pound linebacker in the back. I imagine that hurts. If he's thinking about that pain, right? He's not thinking about the play. He's not like playing his best if he has that pain. And that happens to lacrosse goalies. As I get, I take one on the shoulder and the leg or some exposed area. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, like I fear the shot. And so instead of being confident and big and attacking that shot, as they shoot on me, I I get smaller. And that is very physical, right? But I also think it's mental. So I want to kind of get your take on that. God, I, I have such vivid memories of the bruises that, you know, I used to play with on my upper arms, you know, back in my playing days. Um, I, I guess, Coach, it's, one, it's, it's another one of those things that you just have to accept as basically a badge of honor, okay? You know? The attack, the attackmen are going to, a lot of attackmen still wear full length shoulder to wrist arm pads, mm-hmm. you know, um, most middies are at least going to wear something on the elbow, you know, to protect that sensitive joint from stick checks. Um, you got to take, take some pride in stopping the ball with whatever, you know. It's nice to catch the shot and have it right in your stick and be able to fire an outlet. It's nice when you make a stick save with either the butt end of the stick, you know, you save, you know, you save the goal, you know, you kick save, you take one on the hip, you take one on the shoulder, you made the save, you made the save. Boy, that is a, that is a testament to how special you are, you know? Mm-hmm. So every little one that you get, okay, yeah, it's going to hurt. But boy, you get to take pride in how well you do it. So you get to say to yourself at the end of the game, yeah, I stood tall. I took some punishment. Good for me. Uh, again, it's just something that you have to shift your perspective on. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. If you, if it's the third quarter of the game and you've taken a couple and you're thinking, oh, my God, this is really going to hurt if they shoot there again. I mean, that's where you got to say, oh, wait a minute, mind check here. I'm not thinking effectively at all. I'm going to stop this thing. I don't care how. I'm a, I'm a tough enough guy. I'm a tough enough gal. I can stop this. Is it going to hurt? Yeah, maybe. I don't care, though, because I'm so proud of being here, doing what I can do, helping my team. Yeah. Uh, it's all about perspective yet again. Yeah. It's like that desire to save the ball, to help the team has to be like much greater than that fear. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and by the way, acknowledge the fear. Okay. Acknowledge it. Yeah. It's, I don't want to have, I don't want that to happen. Okay. But I'm not going to let that fear stop me. I'm not going to let that, like, as you say, shrink me. I'm going to play big. You know, I'm going to cover as much of this goal as I can. I'm going to step aggressively uh, the right way in, you know, into every shot. I'm going to do what I know how to do. If I happen to take one on the bare arms or in the shoulders, okay, 
I can handle it. Okay. Yeah. I can handle it. Love it. Love it. I wanted to ask you this question. It's about, um, we may have touched on it already, or it might be a little bit of a repeat, but a lot of times, um, you know, on the car ride home, uh, you know, mom or dad's with the goalie and let's say they had a great game, right? 10, 10 beautiful saves, bunch of beautiful outlets. What are they talking about? They're talking about that one that they let in at the very end, right? That lost them the game. So it's kind of this focus on, yeah, but if I could only have gotten that last one, right? Never mind all the other ones. What, what tools can we give that parent? Is it, is it, a, is it a matter of just keep reiterating, Hey, you played so great. Think of these 10 saves or some other stuff we can talk about there. Um, for, for the moms and the dads, make sure that you are helping your, your son or daughter think effectively, you know, what do you want them to remember? the most disappointing, painful moments of the game? Or did he want them to remember the most satisfying and uplifting moments of the game? Yeah. So, you know, I think the, an obvious question is, well, what's the best thing that happened out there today? You know, or I love the way you did this at during this quarter, okay? I love that save you made on the doorstep, you know? when number 17 had a pretty clear shot at you, you stood tall and you robbed him. Way to go. That was great. Let's just talk about how cool that was. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, this, is, this is especially important for younger players because mom and dad, you're going to be encouraging your son and daughter to reflect in a certain way. You know? Mm -hmm. If... If, if your guidance, as it were, is to really be a harsh critic no matter what happened, you're going to turn your son into a harsh critic. Why don't you help him be your most brutally honest friend? Okay? Well, and, and get that process started with, you know, what was your best moment? How did that feel? What do you want to work on in practice? this week in order to continue to feel that way. You know, parents can be extremely helpful, you know? And I'll, and I'll say this, I wrote, I wrote a children's guidebook 30 years ago. Um, and this is one of the questions that I dealt with, you know, my parents are kind of over-involved, et cetera, et cetera. You know, sometimes a, a player has to tell mom or dad, look, I do a whole lot of very careful reflection at the end of every game. Let's just have silence in the car ride home so I can process it. And we'll talk about it later. You know, as, yeah. as a player, you, you get to, you get to say that. Don't, don't feel that you owe an explanation. You know, you, you're the one who was out there in the game. You were playing. If you want to take, if you just want to have peace and quiet in during the car ride, that's your right. You can ask for that. Yep. At some point, maybe after dinner or the next day. Yeah, mom, dad, yeah, let's talk about the game. And I, and I did this and I like that and I missed that. And what you see. And so it becomes a, it becomes a collaborative thing rather than a, uh, you know, a, a, a responsibility. Love it. Awesome. Awesome answer. 
Next question I have is about sort of about leadership. So um, lacrosse goalie is one of leadership. Like we have this unique view uh, on the field, right? And and the defense is sort of looking to us to be a leader, to be a voice, to to speak up. And for a lot of lacrosse goalies, you know, especially first year um, players, like you don't, you're not a leader. I'm, I don't feel comfortable speaking up. How do you, how, do, how can we coach a goalie in that? situation to to be a leader Mm -hmm. um i think it's it's presenting that leadership aspect of the position as something that is really wonderful guess what kid you're not just gonna stop the ball you're going you're gonna quarterback us you're you get to tell the six members of your team that are in front of you where the ball is where the ball's going, how they should move. You, kid, you get to be the boss. Now that is cool, you know? Yeah. And somebody out there who might have played the game a year or two or three years longer than you have, well, that defenseman, that midfielder, it's their responsibility to listen to you because you can see more than they can see. They're kind of like a horse with blinders on. They're matched up against a guy. That's all they're that's all they're aware of. Or they may be seeing just a little piece of the field, but there you are in the crease. You get to see so much more. This is a this is a privilege. You get to be the boss. How cool is that? And if anybody who says, Oh, I don't want to, I don't know if I want to be the boss. I don't know if I'm up to being the boss. The coach has to say, Hey man. We believe in you. We wouldn't have put you here if we didn't think that you could be a great communicator, a great motivator, the centerpiece of everything that happens on this side of the midfield line. You're you're our guy. This is really cool. And every... Every goalie has to be willing to look at himself and say, yeah, I accept that. I I accept that responsibility. I look forward to that privilege. I get to be the centerpiece. I get to be the middle of everything. I get to boss these jokers around. Cool. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it, Doc. What a great answer. Thank you so much. Um, you worked quite a bit with uh, Army West Point's lacrosse team, and um, in particular, Knox, Knox Dent, who uh, I had on the podcast a couple episodes ago. Awesome, awesome young man. He went through two episodes that I think are probably pretty common for lacrosse goalies, and the first one being, um, you know, there's only one goalie that plays, right? Yeah. You, know, you could be an amazing lacrosse goalie, and I've talked to some who are just the best, and guess what? They're not starting. They're not playing. They're not starting. Yeah. They're they're number two. How do you coach a goalie through that? Right. Cause that can be very difficult mentally being like, man, I'm, I'm awesome. I'm, I'm a great goalie, but I'm not playing. How do you help a goalie through that? Well, every number two goalie has to understand that he's about 15 seconds away from starting. Sure. That's all. Coach could call on me any minute now, you know, 
as as good as whoever is starting might be, he or she is not invincible, and something could happen. Okay, they could they could slip on a banana peel. They could have a collision that takes them out. It's my job as a number two guy to be ready in 15 seconds because I'm 15 seconds away from starting. So I have to prepare all week long as if I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I am indeed going in. I'm going in. I'm going in. I got to prepare like that's a certainty. Now, and then the game happens. You're on the bench. Okay, I'm not going in. Am I ready to go in at any moment? Am I ready to go in at any moment? Am I really watching how the opposing offense is working? Am I really studying how well our defense is moving? Which of our defensive guys are really playing shutdown one-on-one D? Who needs a slide? What's the What are the tactical situations? I just can't sit back there and say... Yeah, I'm not starting. What's the point? I'm just gonna check out. No, no, no. You as the you as the number two, man, you gotta be studying, you gotta be tuned in, you gotta be ready to go, ready to go, ready to go. It's and that and, and you get to take great pride in that. And getting back to Knox Dent, that is something that he really did well. He really did that well for three seasons, sitting on the bench, playing well. Nobody sits on the bench anymore in the lacrosse game. You're all standing on the sideline, jumping <laughs> up and down. You know, right? Knox yeah. Dent was on the sideline, ready to go, practicing really intensely all week long, studying the scouting report, taking pride in how ready he was. Only, only the starter gets to take pride in how well he or she plays. But the number two and the number three goalie all have to take pride in how well they prepared and how ready they were to go in. You know, they, you know, Knox Dent could recite point by point by point all the stuff in the scouting report against Lehigh, Lafayette, Cornell, Navy, whoever we were playing. Okay, yeah, it's their their first uh, midfield line is this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And he could tell you 10 things about each of those guys because he studied and he was ready. Same thing that Wyatt Schupler, the starter, was doing in those years. Mm-hmm. So when Knox had the opportunity, boy, did he embrace it. And boy, did he have, boy, did he play lights out. Right. Um, right. Uh, I think he had the, like second or third best shot save percentage in the country. Some, a very impressive statistic. Oh, uh, he's up there. He was all American, which is just so incredible, especially given the next point I want to bring up, which is he got hurt. He got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about it and showed this save on my, on my Instagram and kind of went viral. Cause it was such an amazing, he goes, he goes back behind the goal to, to like pick off a pass and then misses it and tries to like stop and cut and get back into the goal. And you just see his knee go out. And, and and that's where he heard his name. But yet he he leapt back into the goal mouth and made a save. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, anyway, how do you then? Because a lot of goalies have some sort of injury. I mean, it could be a sprained ankle. Could be could be anything. How do I mentally um, 
handle that? Because I'm sure like, as I go back in, do I really trust my knee? Right. That's all mental. I mean, there's a whole physical element to it Mm -hmm. of getting your knee and your body back to the physical um, strength that it needs to have. But there's also a mental element to it. Right. How, How do we approach that? You know, that's a really interesting question, Coach. And and there, I've seen several. I've known I've known a lot of guys who have had to deal with that. Okay, they they're coming back into the lineup, and they get their ankle taped or their knee taped or their elbow taped. Uh, you know, they're taking Motrin before the game to minimize the inflammation. And let's face it, uh, they're not 100%. They acknowledge that they're not 100%. But they decide that whatever percent they are, they're going to bring all of that. Mm. I'm at 80%. I'm going to bring 100% of my 80%. I'm going to bring everything I've got. And here's the kicker. I'm going to choose to believe that my 80% is enough. It's enough. However good I am today, 100% of my 80% is enough for me to play great and get the job done and support my team for a win. Okay? I know I'm not at 100%, but I don't need to be at 100% to play great. I'm going to choose to think that my, like I say, my 80% is enough, you know? And I'll tell you this, and I, this is another, you know, point. Depending on where we are in the season, nobody's at 100%. Everybody's a little bit dinged up, you know? So, you know, even if some opposing attackman on, you know, the team that you're going to be playing against in two days, even if, you know, he's got some impressive stats. Don't think that he's feeling perfectly. He's, he might have a little dinger here or there, you know? It's perfectly possible that he's, you know, he's failing a class at school and it's got him a little bit concerned or... He maybe he took a hit in the last game, so our ribs a little sore. You know, don't mm. don't assume that just because you're less than one hundred percent that you're now less than your opposition. Maybe they're only at eighty percent too. Ah, mm. so you got to make the decision. I'm good enough. What I got is enough to play great against this particular team. You know? Love it. And, Love and it. these are the kinds of the discussions that I had, you know, with Knox Dent for years, you know? Yeah. Um, that if you're up. hurt, if you're hurt, take care of yourself. Sure. But, but once you've made the decision, once you've been cleared to play and you've made the decision to play, well then make the damn decision all the way. I'm good enough. I'm good enough. Whatever percent I've got, I'm going to bring it all. And that percentage is enough for me to succeed. Yeah. That brings up a question for me of, of confidence versus arrogance, 
um, yeah. and, and sort of where the line is, because someone, some people might listen to that and be like, that's kind of arrogant to think that I'm at 70% and yet I'm still the best. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but is it, is it a matter of just, you know, towing the line between confidence and arrogance and, and, and being confident and yet not going on to arrogance? Or how do you think about the difference between those two? Yeah. Um, I use the term healthy arrogance. Healthier. I think there is a healthy level of arrogance, a level of ar- arrogance that helps you play as good as you can play. I separate that from the kind of arrogance that we see trash talking, taunting, mm. calling undue attention to oneself. You know, if, if you're going to succeed in a competitive at a competitive level, you have to have a sense of yourself. You have to have the sense that, yeah, I'm good enough. Okay. Do you have to broadcast that to the world? Not necessarily. I think there's a healthy level of arrogance, just a little bit, but that arrogance is balanced by your work ethic, your modesty when you are in front of, say, the camera when you're in front of your teammates, okay, you give credit to your teammates, Mm -hmm. you can take a little credit, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be public about that. If you're interviewed after a game, it's all about, yeah, the team played well, my defense was great, we controlled the face-off X, dotty, 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 yeah, but you played a heck of a game, you had 14 saves, yeah, um, I did everything I could to help my team. And you just leave it at that. Rather than, you know, rather than call attention to yourself unnecessarily. All right. I get this question a lot about arrogance. Isn't building confidence the way you talk about, Doc? Isn't that making you kind of arrogant and putting yourself above other people? And I say, yeah, it is in a way, but come on, you're not a better human being necessarily. You're not above the law. You're not the one sole star of the team, but you have a sense of your value and you bring it and you keep that. Confidence is on the inside, okay? Arrogance is what you express on the outside. Build your confidence on the inside just to that saturation point and you don't have to go any further with that. I could talk about this point for hours because it, <laughs> because it is it is so important. Yeah, yeah, very important. Well, I know we're running running close to time. I got one more question, and then I want to talk about the book. Um, yeah, the question I got for you is: um, some goalies I talk to, you know, professional goalies, they have this idea of being even keel, even keel, meaning you know something great happens, I'm not going to get too high. Something bad happens not going to get too low. That second part, I really understand. I agree with that, right? If something bad happens, I'm not going to get too low. But me personally, as a goalie, I love to ride those highs. Like when I made a good save or, or chased out a ball, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm using that as an opportunity yeah. to fire up my team as, as a, you know, professional sports psychologist, what, you know, what's your take on that, on that approach to being even keel? Um, I think that varies a little bit player to player and you have to be honest with yourself. Okay, Um, it is certainly better to be even keel 
than to be on a constant roller coaster with huge highs and huge lows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If 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 I had to choose between one of those extremes, I'd always choose the even keeled player. All right. However, like you say, and I think there's great value in allowing yourself a momentary surge of enthusiasm. You have a good defensive stand. You make an outstanding save. You get the ball out. The ball's cleared. Odds are your teammates on the sideline are going to be looking at you and saying, awesome job, dude, you know, and 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 you get to, you know, tamp the butt of your stick on the ground or throw your hands up and, and yeah. take a little bit of that. Yeah. Okay. Allow yourself to feel that enthusiasm. And then, okay, that was great. Now get ready for the next one. Get ready for the next one. So you can think of ramping up your enthusiasm and then holding it. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Stay even through the next up through the next downturn if there is one. And then when you get another highlight, enjoy it. Pump up the enthusiasm, use the energy, and then clear the mechanism, start all over again at the next face-off, and be ready to start all over again as the ball is coming across the midfield line, and you got to get ready to be a wall. You know? wow. I, I encourage goalies to have a sort of personal routine or mantra every time the ball crosses the midfield line and is coming in their direction whether they just got scored upon or whether they just had a highlight save or anything in between. You want to be in a certain state of mind no matter what. So you've got to be able to maybe come down off that high and center yourself and be ready. And you certainly don't want to let yourself get depressed because you let in one or two or three in a row. So be even if you need to, and if you can, allow yourself to get pumped up by the highlights. That's my take, Coach. Love it. Doc Z, thank you so much. Um, I can tell that, you know, you're an author because I've written, um, the, the, the way that you answer questions is so simple and organized and well thought out. And I have found that when I have to write blog posts for how to do a particular thing, you really have to organize your ideas quite a bit. Um, and so writing helps you organize your ideas. Uh, and you've written a great book, The Confident Mind, A Battle-Tested Guide to Unshakable Performance. I recommend that all lacrosse goalies pick up a copy. Uh, what made you want to write the book? Because of the number of people who came into my office week after week after week saying, I just don't seem to have the confidence that I used to have. Mm -hmm. you know? I was... I was all state three years in a row. I was captain of my team. Here I am in my new, you know, collegiate or professional situation. And I just don't feel as good about myself anymore. You know? So I felt that there was a need out there that I could fill. Love it. Uh, NateZinzer.com slash book. Is that where I should send, uh, send people? Um, you, you can go to Amazon, you can go to Barnes and Nobles, you can go to any of those online retailers. Um, if you want to communicate with me directly, you know, natesensor.com um, has a portal and there'll be a link to the book there and a link to me. Awesome. Doc Z, if you had to leave the goalies 
out there listening to this with a final piece of advice, what would that be? Isn't it great to be you? Boom. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to, I want them to answer that question. They, they got to answer that question the right way. Yeah. You know? I love it. Doxy, thank you so much. Hey, Coach Date, this has been a pleasure. My best uh, to you and my best to all the goalies out there. Um, go have a great experience finding out how good you are and how great it is to play this game. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Hope you learned a few things from Doc Z, expert in the psychology of human performance. And of course, us as lacrosse goalies, we need to be studying and leveling up our mental game in order to have success on the field, in order, in order to overcome those hurdles that we face as lacrosse goalies. And so I'm so grateful for Doc Z for coming on the podcast and sharing so much of his wisdom with us lacrosse goalies. I know I learned a ton. I'm definitely going to be re-listening to that episode over and over and even taking out a bunch of little quotes and posting them to my Instagram and stuff. Speaking of lacrosse goalie training, Lacrosse Goalie Summit 11 is here starting on Monday, December 11th. We've got 16 coaches lined up, all going to be giving presentations, Zoom virtual presentations on different elements of the lacrosse goalie game. We got stuff on the mental game. We've got stuff on drills. We've got stuff on analyzing film, specific techniques, specific plays. Going to be an amazing event. It's all free. Grab your ticket at goaliesummit.com. And if you cannot attend those sessions live, there are replays available once you sign up, but you do need to sign up to get in on everything. GoaliSummit.com. Enter your name, your email. You'll get on the list. You'll start getting all the emails, including the Zoom links, when we get started on Monday, December 11th. I hope to see everyone there. In the meantime, get out there, get some work in, do well and be well. Coach Damon, take care. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson. 